you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Welcome to Move the Sticks. I am Bucky Brooks and I have my man Lance Z hanging on the podcast. Lance, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Just waiting to get to to day three today. It was a uh, it was a fun it was a fun night watching the running backs run fast. Everyone's running fast. Everybody, everybody is absolutely running fast. And so on today's podcast, we're gonna talk about night two at the combine, O line workouts, running backs also worked out. We're gonna talk about those guys. We got a couple of interviews. One from NC State offensive tackle Iki Ikwanu. Evan Neal also joins the show. And then finally, we're going to cap it off with a little conversation that I had with Brees Hall at the end of the workout. But Lance, you do this. You you have all those profiles and write-ups and those things. Let's start with the offensive lineman, man. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, the two guys, the two top guys who worked out yesterday looked the best in the drills. That was Ike Aquanu and Charles Cross. They just looked different than everyone else. They moved really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really smooth, really fluid. I thought they both locked in but I tell you what Trevor Penning watching that big human move around was he was really it's a it's a different kind of thing when you see Bucky you were down on the you were down on the field just looking at how thickly he's built he's just naturally a big but when people say somebody's big boned he's big boned and uh and, and and the way he moved with that size I thought was really really impressive I think Cam Jurgens was a guy who looked good from Wisconsin, the center um, out of Wisconsin, looked good. I thought Bernard Raymond, after not having a great senior bowl, really was somebody who looked apart and moved around like the former tight end he was. So uh, the tackle from Central Michigan, Bernard Raymond, also had a really good day. So I think uh, the offensive linemen were a more – there were some some good times in there. They were fast, too, because everyone's fast. Twelve players ran sub five. That's insane. We used to see maybe two, maybe three. Now it's 12 offensive linemen running a sub 540. Um, I care less about 40-yard dashes than I do even 10-yard splits with the 40-yard dashes. I care more about 
you know, the short shuttle because that's going to show me some of the of what I need to see in an NFL game. But uh, I think overall, you had a group of offensive linemen who moved around really well, and some of the guys I spotlighted, I think, really are the ones who helped themselves the most. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Uh, I tweeted this out after Icky ran. You're just not supposed to see big men move like that. You know, the fact that we're seeing these 300 pounders uh, run sub five second 40 times and, and do the stuff that they're supposed to do with all that mass. I mean, you just don't do it. Uh, I mean, you just shouldn't see it. And so when I think about um, projecting and how you look at these guys at the top of the board, um, the athleticism is really going to be the deciding factor. And it's funny because you talked about Icky and then Charles Cross. One of the reasons that look, everyone loves Icky because you just see him move and you see him maul and destroy people. But to me, Charles Cross was one that in the big three, we never really talk about him as if he's really a part of that conversation. But I think we really have to look at him, man, because athletically he is a freak show. And then when it comes to being able to play with balance and body control, the technique um, that he plays with on the edges, he is exactly what you typically look for in a left tackle in an offense that skews towards the passing game. He won't be in that conversation like that because Evan Neal, it appears to be like Evan Neal and Iki Kwanu kind of as a, the top two. That's what the debate centers on. But Cross is impressive, man, and I've always been impressed with him since watching the tape. I think I came away even more impressed after watching him work out. Yeah, Cross is better on tape than Trevor Penning, and I mean, it's not even really, uh, you know, it ju- he just is. And uh, I agree with you. I think the one issue he has a little bit is when, when speed rushes, he doesn't have quite as much range as I was expecting um, to to deal with some of the edge, the true edge burners. But when it comes to technique, when it comes to body control, um, when it comes to consistency, I mean, he's that guy, and he is a talented player. And you're right, we don't talk – same way we talked about we don't talk enough about Desmond Ritter, we don't talk enough about Charles Cross because Charles Cross has legitimate tape, and he was 285. I remember watching tape of him. I, I was watching somebody rush the passer from 2020, and I'm like, that's Charles Cross? He looks tiny. So I had to go back and make sure I had the right number and everything because I'd already written up Charles Cross and I had a good grade on him. And what I found out talking yesterday to a scout was that uh, he played last year at about 285. So he was way, way lighter. So the belief is that he's actually growing into his body, getting bigger, getting stronger, and that his best football and maybe his best body type is still ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really impressive uh, guy. I mean, just in terms of, movement skills and those things had a conversation uh last night with some coaches because we were talking about the offensive tackle class and those things um there is a lot of love on the streets and rightfully so for Iki Aquanu, not only as like a the, the project that he, he he would present in terms of just having all of the tools and intangibles that you want but they're guys that believe this dude can be an absolute megastar at the next level if he figures it out. And so I was having a conversation about Evan Neal and Iki Kwanu, like a compare and contrast. And people were like, yeah, Evan Neal's a great player, man. He's this and that. He said, but that other guy? <laughs> That's what you hear from coaches. But that other guy? Hey, so it, it will be interesting to mm-hmm. see what that looks like when we get into those debates at one for the Jaguars um, those other situations where you could have a conversation about Ikki Kwanu and somebody else. I'm just saying it's a fascinating, fascinating conversation that we'll, that we'll have. Yeah, another guy that had a good, uh, a good combine was Tyler Smith from Tulsa, and he is a riser too. There's, mm-hmm. there's love for Tyler. Everyone thinks he's a secret for them. And they're all going to find out they're wrong. <laughs> they all like, hey, keep him quiet. It's, it's, it's not going to be quiet. Everyone already, you're all watching the same tape. He's a guy who had uh, 11 holding penalties, right? He's penalized like 16 times last year. But what he is, is he's big, strong, very powerful, very explosive, moves great. He's another one that you haven't really heard his name much, but trust me, from this point forward, you're going to start to see him creep into a mock draft here. You'll hear him talked about as a sleeper there. So make sure that you dial in the name Tyler Smith because he's got some of those explosive traits. But you're right, in terms of Ikea Kwanu, Evan Neal has kind of a 
a little bit of a slow burn, you know, kind of a slow burn demeanor. He just does his job on the mm-hmm. field. Ikea Kwanu has hate in his heart uh, when he's out on the field, which I love. And he's the nicest guy off the off the field. He's the nicest guy. And he talked about I was reading an article that he and his brother used to scrap like it was, you know, he came up as the little brother. So, you know, he came up with it with a scrappy mentality, a scrappy demeanor. And I know you had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. I did have a chance to catch up with him. So let's get right to it. Uh, here's my conversation with Icky Aquano. Look, this pains me to bring him on because he's an NC State guy, but I'm going to try and suck it up. Icky Aquano, thanks for coming on. Of course, of course. I am, I'm really troubled by this, being being a target of the sit beside you, particularly after you guys came off that last win, but I'm trying to put it past us and see if we can build a nice, solid relationship. So I, I, I got to ask, where does the name Icky come from? Uh, so it comes from my part winner coach. You know, I started playing part winner when I was in third grade, and my junior position was always to play running back. And so one day we were doing Oklahoma drills, uh, and I wanted to play running back so bad, and he just said I looked like Icky Woods. He rem- I reminded him a lot of the uh, Bengals school of running back Icky Woods. So that's kind of how it stuck. Oh, okay. So now that's interesting that you were running back type because your workout today, you kind of put it down. You showed a lot of athleticism Sorry. and those things. And I tweeted out, big men aren't supposed to run like that. So – Kind of talk about like the athleticism and, and, and what you bring to the mm-hmm. table based on what you showed as a workout. Yeah, I've always, you know, taken pride in, you know, my athleticism. I feel like that's one of my greatest strengths on the field. You know, if you watch my tape, you know, pulling in space, being able to pull and just uh, block guys downfield is something that's, that's probably one of my biggest, strongest points. So I definitely want to come out here in the combine and show that to, you know, the scouts and the GMs and the coaches and everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I ran that, I ran that four nine three forty. I was training, you know, the last two months, really just trying to grind, you know, make sure I get the technique right most of, most of most of all because there's only so much you can do with just raw speed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's something I had to really focus focus on, you know, when I was in sports academy, working with Les Spellman as well and uh, Taylor Ramsey, you know, just making sure that I got the technique right. They were fine, you know, my start all the way to the to the top end speed, and uh, I feel like I showed I showed off some of that athleticism today. So you're excited about that? You're excited about the four nine three? I wish it was a little bit lower because I know Garrett Bradbury run a 492 so i want to be his record oh you're trying to compete with your fellow wolf yes, guy okay yes, i understand that so now when i watch you on tape it's it's, it's interesting to watch because obviously you dominate people at the line of scrimmage but there's a little nastiness to you that shows up like we kind of refer to it as the bounce in the club you throw all the guys out wearing their white t-shirts and yes, stuff sir. like that so where does that come from that nasty demeanor and dis- disposition that you display so i really feel like uh you know, it kind of starts starts uh, in Pop Warner football. You know, I played I played nose tackle, and uh, I, I started playing in the third grade. But I was so big, I had to play with middle schoolers. So, kind of just having to grow up a little bit on the field and just be as physical as some of those bigger, older guys. I thought it definitely helped my mindset as well. And then when I actually reached high school, you know, I had a great old line coach, Coach Hastings, and. Uh, when I was a freshman, a senior, uh, his name was Eric Cow. A senior kind of just showed me how to just be nasty on the offensive side of the ball, on on the offensive line. Um, he played left tackle. He actually wore seventy nine. Um, and he just watching him, watching him move and watching him, you know, just dominate people on the field. It, that kind of just opened my eyes a little bit about how nasty you can really be at offensive line. And then, uh, you know, when he wanted to graduate, he actually let me wear his number, number seven, nine. That's something, you know, I just realized right then I had to honor his legacy. And so really, you know, just freshman year of high school, just, you know, just dominating people as much as I could, watching Eric Cal do it and just, you know, trying to imitate his game a little bit. No, it's funny because your game definitely shines on tape and, I wonder when you watch yourself and you evaluate where you are, what are some of the areas as a football player you would like to improve upon? Uh, my pass protection, first and foremost. Uh, I had a little tendency to overset this year, um, overset defenders this year and give the guys, you know, a two-way go on me and uh, making sure I stay square in my stance, you know, while I'm passing. Because uh, sometimes I had a little tendency to drop my left, my, uh, my back foot in pass pro and kind of gave up that short ass to some of the speedier guys. And I know in the NFL, you know, the, the personnel that they have in the NFL, the guys are going to really take advantage of that. So that was something I really uh, worked on these last couple months, you know, refining my game a little bit, making sure I stay square in the line of scrimmage and increasing my flexibility as well. Okay, so we've seen a trend, a trend in the National Football League where guys are putting their dominant pass rushers on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And so offensive tackles now, left tackle and right tackle, both have to be able to excel. Have you ever had time on the right side? And would it bother you if a team asked you to play right mm-hmm. tackle? Yeah, I played a little bit of right tackle uh, actually for a whole season in high school. And then – uh. You know, during these last couple of months, I've been working, you know, right side and left side, both sides. I know some teams, you know, see me as that. Um, if you ask me personally, though, I see myself as a left tackle. But I've never, you know, I've never been shy to switch sides. Or I've never been shy, you know, be a team player and just do whatever I need to do to win. Okay, so I got to ask you about this because I heard you talk about it. Um, as someone who was the lead, I was the lead actor in Pete's Dragon. Okay. I was Pete. Okay. 
I know we share some acting chops. So talk to me a little bit about your experience as an actor in your mm -hmm. your younger days. Yeah, so that was, uh, you know, uh, I think like third or fifth grade I was doing that. You know, it was a little summer camp. Uh, one of the one of the biggest things my mom actually focused on was getting us out of the house during the summer. She didn't want us just sitting at home doing nothing. And so she started finding a bunch of different camps for us. And one of them just so happened to be a musical camp uh, at a school around 30 minutes from us. So I went to that camp. Uh, my first year, I did it by myself. So it was just me going every day. My, old, my twin brother didn't want to do it with me. And then I guess he saw how much fun I was having because he joined fourth and fifth grade. But yeah, it was definitely fun. You know, my si older sister as well, she did uh, musical theater all throughout high school. And uh, she actually did a, a little a little web series when she was in college, you know, balancing college and med school a little bit. So uh, kind of just going to her plays, going to her musicals and kind of seeing that, you know, kept me in the loop a little bit. And that was something I enjoyed. OK, so here's here's what we got. We got a deal from Wolfpack guy to Tar Heel guy. So when you start and start in your movie, I should get like a little extra part. No, OK. Because I'm an accomplished actor as well. I got you. Oh, so yeah. we got that? Hopefully that time comes someday. I'll, I'll love, love to star in something, love to, love, love to show my smile on the on the big screen. So hopefully that comes in, uh, in the near future. OK, so now it's a promise. So thanks for coming on Move the Sticks. But all the Move the Sticks listeners know. So now we're co-stars. Sir, I got you. All right. We're a package deal. I got you. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for coming on the Move the Sticks. No problem. Podcast. I appreciate it. Lance, in, in just listening to Aquanu talk, there are a couple of things that stood out to me. One, whoever got around him very early in his high school career, the guy that inspired him did a really good job of kind of showing him how to be the nasty guy on the field because that nastiness, the temperament that he brings, um, a lot of offensive line coaches would love that because he's going to change the course of your offensive line. And you know, um, with your dad being a longtime offensive line coach, man, you start bringing in some of those nasty dudes, some of those um, – those guys that have a little menacing demeanor and disposition, it changes the way your guys play. They start finishing blocks. They have a little uh, testiness about them, which makes your entire offense testing. So he's a tone setter. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, for him to not only have that, that kind of burns um, deep inside, but his background where he's, you know, he talks about being an actor, being an actor, like leading up into like, high school and middle school and those things. I just think he's a, he's just a different bird, man. But yeah, he, he he presents himself the way that you want your dominant edge blockers to present themselves because he ain't scared of the fight. Well, you know, when the Colts brought in Quentin Nelson, they were bringing in a, a culture changer into the line. And that's the same kind of thing with Icky, I think, is when you bring those guys into your room, your room has – I had Eric Winston once tell me that they wish they could be in on the draft process so that they could interview offensive linemen to find out who would fit into the room the right way because it's its own subculture. And, uh, and you, boy, you nailed that on the head. When you have a guy who, who everyone likes but who also demands that uh, the game is played a certain way in terms of from a finishing standpoint and a toughness standpoint, it can have a, an impact not just on the field, but off the field as well in the in the in the meeting rooms and preparation, and then uh, you know I, I had all of his I had all of his data from his strength coach, uh, and when I saw all of his strength coach, I mean all of his strength numbers, it's it's clear he puts in the work in the weight room, and it starts there. It's that weight room mentality. It starts carrying over on the on the field. Another guy who's put work in Bucky is another guy you talk to, and Evan Neal, and he lost fifteen pounds. I know from uh, from two thousand twenty to two thousand. 21 so he could move from right tackle to left tackle and I thought on tape you could see it like he looked quicker he looked more athletic and then when I saw him on the field I didn't think he looked as much as he as much as he weighed yesterday he didn't work he didn't work out but I you know he was out there on the field and that's a testament to his body type he's really leaned down he carries his weight really well you already know he has that Alabama technique working where they're no matter who the offensive line coach is technique is first and foremost what's taught and uh he has left tackle right tackle guard background and he's technically sound and he is a big human as well he, he is a big human and before i kind of talk about all the things he brings to the table let's listen to my conversation with evan neal Join the Move 6 podcast, Alabama standout tackle, Evan Hill. How you doing? Good, man. Happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Look, man, the, the Combine is a showcase event for everybody, but a lot of what you did was behind the scenes. How's the interviews and the meetings with scouts, coaches, and all that going for you? 
Well, they've been good. Um, it's been what you would uh, expect. Uh, talking about my personal background, family, you know, we also talked some X's and O's. Uh, I'm kind of surprised I didn't get a crazy off the wall question, but uh, but overall, it was a good experience for sure. You know, so you come from a family of, of guys who have played at the highest level. What have you learned from like your uncles and cousins and those who have played? Uh, kind of just perseverance, man, you know, and just what it takes to get to the next level. Uh, I always looked at them and I always wanted to be better than them and take the game farther than they ever did. So I kind of always wore that chip on my shoulder. So Alabama has been one of the top programs in football for the last decade or so. Nick Saban has kind of like a proven formula. I know you guys call it the process. Yeah. What have you learned from Saban and the process that will enable you to have success at the next level? Um, really the grind, man, and uh, doing your job no matter how you feel. Uh, really being up on the Coach Saban's camp, you know, helped me, you know, become a better man, helped me become more disciplined, you know, for sure. You know, getting up every day, going to work, no matter how you feel, you know, sometimes you may wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but uh, that can't affect how you go in and go to work and how you, you know, approach your craft. So definitely, definitely helped me a lot. You guys have a tradition of producing top offensive linemen. You will be the next one to go. In your background, you played on the right side and the left side. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a preference? Does it really matter which side that you line up on? Um, I can't really say I have a preference, but uh, I enjoy playing left tackle the most. Uh, going into college, I really didn't expect moving around as much as I did uh, going from left guard to right tackle to left tackle. But uh, in the long run, it ended up helping helping me out. So I'm just excited to be able to go to the next level and be able to really settle in that one spot and focus there. Okay, so now when I watch you on tape, I view you as a guy that's a technician. Mm -hmm. I believe you're pretty solid with your footwork and your technique and those things. But when you evaluate yourself, how would you describe your game? Um, I'm a real versatile guy. I'm tough. I'm durable. Uh, some things I need to get better at is uh, my overall body control. You know, sometimes I end up on the ground a lot for sure. So making sure that my base doesn't get narrow in the run game and keeping a wide base and just hooking up with a guy and moving the guy out of the way. I'm sure. So there's been some speculation about you possibly being the number one overall pick. If that came to fruition and you were the number one pick, what would that mean to you and what would that mean to your family? Man, that mean everything. That would be a, a dream come true, man, uh, to all the young kids where I'm from. You know, I've come from a small town, man, so that would be really special for you know, for people like that to, to see me do something like that for sure. Um, you never know what happens on draft day, but you know, that would definitely be a blessing. Well, look, we're going to be there watching it every step of the way. Thanks so much for joining the Move the Sick Podcast. Best of luck to you going forward. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot Lance, uh, you know, you talked about his his body type before we went into the interview and how he doesn't look as big as he he measures or weighs. He is a massive man, a mountain of a man out there. And his versatility, being able to play on the right side and the left side, to me is intriguing. I think his, his technical skills are solid because of his footwork and his anchor ability and those things. He's so quiet, though. He, he kind of scares you. He scares you in terms of like I've always been taught, you know, in those fights, those fights. Be careful of those dudes that don't say a whole lot, you know, because <laughs> um, he has some nastiness to him. It doesn't necessarily show up to the level of Ikki Aquanu where you see it on tape all the time. But he got some nasty in the dog mentality and the stuff that he talked about learning during his time in Alabama with uh, Nick Saban and, and all of that. He's a guy who's well prepared to enter the National Football League and dominate right away. Yeah, we had a, you know, just kind of off the, just just kind of off script here for a second. Fidarius Matthews, a defensive tackle from Alabama, number 48. Yeah. He was, he was, he was poking around on our set yesterday. Like, what's this? What's it? He was just very curious and interested. And we started talking to him and you were asking him some questions about the carryover and what's certain. He said, yeah, coming from Louisiana, he goes, you can't be at Alabama for, for a certain amount of years and not pick up on what's put down. It's just yeah. impossible because what is expected of you, the discipline, the accountability, it's impossible not to have that ingrained in you. And I think that goes with the offensive line as well. Um, those guys, when I watch O-line, D-line, they're always the standard for me and tape in terms of what these guys are going to have NFL technique. And I don't care who I'm looking at. Everybody I look at from Alabama is going to be ahead of other people from a technique standpoint, and that's true of, of Ebony as well. Yeah, they he, they have it. Their secret sauce is their ability to uh, create a culture of discipline and accountability with a crew that is as talented as you will find. And when you put those prototypical traits, the length, the size, um, the explosiveness, and you're able to kind of dial that in in terms of like the discipline and the attention to detail, that's when you can have stars. And so Evan Neal could have an opportunity to have a star. But look, man, we talked about the big guys for too long. Let's let's get to the sexy guys. Let's get to the guys that run around and make things happen when they get the ball in their hands. Uh, what, what was your view overall on the running back workouts? Well, I thought, you know, first and foremost, I thought the narrative was that it might be a wrap that Brees Hall is locking himself in as RB1. Because, you know, he caught it well, but he was fast. I mean, look at what Brees – here's what Brees Hall did yesterday, running back out of Iowa State. He ran a 4.39.40. Now, this is at 5'11", 217 pounds. 
He, he jumped 40 inches on the vertical leap, and 40 is that magic number. And then he had a 10-foot-6 uh, a broad jump as well. So he, you talked about, Bucky, there's, you know, there's some guys run fast in the straight line, but you don't see it with the vertical and the broad. You want to see the full-scale explosiveness. He was a 4.39.40 who jumped 40 and jumped 10-6 uh, in the broad. That is complete and total explosiveness. And then he caught the ball well out of the backfield. He just looked like a dude. I mean, he just looked like a dude. And I thought this was a big, big day um, for for Brees Hall. There's some running backs that, that that did a nice job. And I, you know, me personally, I see this as a very deep running back class. I think a lot of these guys mm-hmm. are going to have an impact as not just RB1, but but the second running backs on on their teams and third and like, like the Chargers should be very happy because they're going to find a guy who's going to do the heavy lifting for maybe Brian Robinson. Maybe they get him in the fourth round and say, come on in and do the heavy lifting for Austin Eckler. We don't have to have Eckler handle, you know, all of the, the head banging that has to go on. Snoop Connors, Amir White. So it's a great, I think it's a really deep running back draft. I think we saw that yesterday. Uh, it's really more about power. They were fast too, but it's about size this year. We finally have some like, 210, 215, 220, 230 guys. Tyrion, uh, who was it? Tyrion Price. I'm trying to remember his name from LSU. That big guy was running too. I mean, he was running, running for his size. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a good day for a, a group of big running backs. And once again, the speed numbers, I'm to the point now where I'm like, are we, did something happen to this turf? But you said, to you, you're like, no, this is the same turf that, you know, you don't see any crazy three-cone numbers that are jumping off on the turf. No, you don't. And it's funny because the uh, straight-line explosiveness that we're seeing from these guys really stands out. The number of fast times that we're seeing everyone kind of blazing the track in the 40. But this year, unlike other years, we're not seeing that same explosiveness carry over until the agility drills and the jumps. And to me, it's a problem because – uh, as someone outlined to me, outlined to me, and this wasn't a football scout, but a baseball guy. I can't. It was like, you know, it is. It appears as if everyone has been cramming for the test, as opposed to studying. Meaning, it appears that a lot of guys took the six to eight weeks to get ready for the combine, but they haven't taken the three or four years that they were in college to fully prepare for the next level. And you can see it in their bodies, Lance. You talk about the big guys. Then the big guys, you expect them to kind of do that last minute. Uh, loss of weight deal right but the 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 skill guys just a little different you know in terms of like the full development and those things some guys in the running back group looked a little different because they they kind of appeared rocked up and chiseled it didn't have as many questions but the wide receivers wide receivers were real light in the tail i mean yeah about 100 180 to 190 pounds in my estimation and in this league the way the league has been played out at the highest level in terms of the teams that do the elite teams, man, you, you got to be a heavyweight. And there's a reason it goes back to the old Nick Saban thing. There's a reason why you don't put middleweights in the ring with heavyweights. Cause over time, <laughs> them big old punches wear you down. And so yeah. you just have to see it. It's different. But to your point about the running backs, man, I'm looking for these, these big running backs that are 215, 220 pounds plus that can put it down. I will say, I am intrigued by all of the guys that we broke down on Combine today at the top. When we, we broke down Brees Hall, we had an XO. We had one on Spiller. Um, we had one on somebody else. Who, who else did we do? Did we do Kenneth? Zemir, we didn't do Kenneth. We did, I think we did Zamir White. Uh, and James Cook. James, James Cook. Cook yeah. well, hey, these, these, guys are, these guys are legitimate. But let, let's talk about Kenneth Walker for a minute. Because yeah. Because I think he surprised a lot of people with his 40 time, what, what were you expecting to see when he was on the turf? Well, I feel like, okay, I thought I was going to see a fast guy. I thought I was going to see running back fast in the four fours, you know, Bucky, this we're getting desensitized these 40 times A four, four, five is a good time for a 200 and, you know, 10, 215 pounds. He, he came in at 211 pounds. A four, four, five would have been fine for Kenneth Walker. He plays strong, but he ran a four, three, eight. So, oh, I mean, I, I almost feel like it's kind of a conversion chart where this seems so fast, but um, that was really, really fast for a back his size. So I thought he uh, I thought he looked good. I thought he caught the ball well. That's That was a big question mark, too, is can Kenneth Walker catch the ball well? 
I thought his hands looked fine yesterday in some of the basic drills that he did. So I learned from Leonard Fournette, don't judge too much by the amount of catches a guy has. Just pay attention to how he catches it because anybody can turn into a pass catcher in the right offense. Anybody can. Leonard Fournette is a great example of that. Leonard Fournette has good hands, but we didn't think that he would be a, a pass catching option or weapon or whatever you want to call him coming out of the backfield in Tampa, but he was able to do that. Uh, for Kenneth Walker, very very well maybe the same for him this is a guy that is i mean he is terrific as a runner i feel can, like at, at, in terms of runner only ball in his hands come between the tackles i don't know if you'll find one that's fine can I, can I tell you what i was disappointed about and i don't know if you even do you i i don't know if you saw this or not all running backs said they're not running short shuttle they didn't run three cone short shuttle they all declined oh they were gas at the end is that what it was lz they were gas they were because all at of the them end, all of was, them declined it yeah, it was funny because at the end of the thing, I'm sitting there standing with uh, Tony Richardson, longtime fullback in the National Football League, guy led block for Adrian Peterson and others. We played together in Kansas City. And I'm sitting there on the other side is Warwick Dunn. And they said, considering how long the day has been for the players, how late it was, because it was after 9 o'clock when those guys were kind of on the turf doing their deal. They had started a day, I mean, before 9. You know, they'd done all the stuff. Some of them had bench press and, and all of that. He's like, no way would I would I run these drills. Legs are tired. You shot. He was like, look at them cutting and those things. Like you're seeing guys have more difficulty doing simple tasks and assignments, which in their estimation kind of led was a, a sign of fatigue. I don't know. So I understand it is a bit of a long day. They didn't do the three cone in the short shuttle. So it just means they have to do it at their pro day. Um, it doesn't really impact me or bother me either way mm. they didn't do it. You but it to, is you just interesting have to wait. that yeah, it, it is interesting that everyone decided at one right. time in unison. Nah, we good. I want to ask you. I want to ask you this question. Uh, do you think the combine? So you already saw that that the combine has had an because they're they decided to do the bench press on the same day as the field workouts. You saw more guys opting out of benching than ever before. Um, it's especially certain positions and waiting until their pro day. Now we're seeing an entire group running back group mm -hmm. waiting on three cone and, and short shuttle. I know the combine would love to get all of that if possible at one location. Do you think they look at readdressing some of the, the timing of the combine events so that they can have the best opportunity? I mean, what you're asking then basically is running backs to maybe run short shuttle and, and do some of the, the field stuff earlier and maybe you save the 40 for later maybe you're asking them to do it on a separate day where it's not in front of everyone i don't know i don't know what the answer is but i know they'd love to get everything in one spot if possible i'm just not sure that's going to happen anymore hey look the scouts may love it but it's it's a done deal that that ship is sealed this is a tv event now and so the timing of it nah, it'll stay the same and so guys just have to understand you have to get on the pro day circuit you have to do the bench press, you're going to have to run the short shuttles and those things at your pre day. But we've also seen this, Lance. Some guys are just like, hey, man, I'm not testing. I'm not doing this stuff. Like, hey, I gave you 40. I showed up at the combine. I may never give you a bench press. I may, look, I may opt out of doing all the other stuff. Either you, you like me or you don't. Now, I typically take someone who has some clout, who kind of knows where he's going to be drafted, and typically it's, it's early. But uh, I mean, I think this is the tip of the iceberg in terms of what guys participate in. They may just do the necessary items on the checklist and leave their auxiliaries for, ah, you can see me on pro day and maybe can try and convince me to do it. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. I want to mention just a couple of other uh, players who I think deserves mention. Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something now. Pierre Strong is, is, is smooth and can catch it also, and he – he does not get talked about, but you watched him. I did not go to East-West this year, but I liked him on tape from South Dakota State. He ran really, really fast and then had a 36-inch vert as well. Um, and he's a guy, Bucky, I, I think I heard you talking with with A.J. Uh, Highsmith down on the field. Um, I heard you talking to somebody about Pierre Strong, I believe. Maybe it was Rhett Lewis. Yeah, Rhett, and I, Rhett and I had a chance to uh, see him at the East-West Shrine game. He was crazy productive throughout his time. Uh, in college, and then when he gets to the game, I mean, the game is, uh, I won't say kind of slow motion to him because they had a ton of reps. He's natural. He has a, a confidence about him that only comes from being uh, an experienced player. So to me, that stood out. And when we are looking for those guys who have the potential to be solid RB1s, 
you want to look in their history and see have they have they had an opportunity to do it and how do they fare when given the ball like a like a heavy workload he's shown that he can he can handle the workload and it doesn't impact his production and those things that's why i think he has a chance to be one of those sleeper picks that we talked about can i say day two i don't know but maybe day three those yeah. teams that that's are perfect. kind of falling in line with the, the the shanahan viewpoint on the running backs yeah i think early day three he ends up going but he's a good player that's why you gotta i mean because it's such a deep class we made this point already these guys, you are going to get guys who can still play in the fourth and fifth round this year. I mean, well, you do every year, but, yeah. but this year maybe more than any. I'll tell you another guy that's under the radar, and I I mentioned him to a uh, to a team yesterday that that I think will have an interest in in him. Um, I'm, the team already knows, but the area scout that I talked to, Kevin Harris from South Carolina. So Kevin Harris is one of those guys who jumped thirty eight and a half inches. He's two hundred twenty one pounds. He was hurt this year and played with some injury this year and his tape was not as explosive and productive as it was in 2020 but if you go back to 2020 and I don't see how an SEC running back you don't pay like to me don't tell me well you can't go back to 2020 I can't I can't go back to an SEC schedule and go look at how a guy who was healthy did in 2020 when he when he when he crushed it yeah I absolutely can he did not run yesterday but on tape, you can see he's more than fast enough. He's big. He's a bruiser. He's explosive. Um, Kevin Harris is another guy from South Carolina that right now is flying under the radar because his 2021 did not go as expected. Um, and I think you sometimes you have to reach back a little further than just this, this single year's tape to go find out who a guy is. No, it's funny you say that because, Lance, I'm in complete opposition of what those guys may have been telling you, I am a body of work, dude. Whatever you put on in college, I think it deserves a look because that gives you um, a more thorough evaluation because you're seeing the total picture. And so if I have the ability to go back and look at what someone did in the SEC years ago, then it gives me opportunity to go down on the pro day. And whenever I talk to the coaches, hey, what did it, hey, why was the production so different? What, what impacted him? Can he? Do you think after watching him every day, he can get back to that level that he displayed very early in his career? Um, all of those things. I think that stuff matters, man. I think I think we evaluate him. It can't just be the last season evaluation. I think that's when you run into mistakes mm-hmm. because you are willing to kind of overgrade or overvalue the Johnny Come Latelys as opposed to the guys that were the steady Eddie producers over time. Yeah, no question. And you have to. I mean, you you have to look at those guys, but some some. Well, before we uh, before we wrap it up, I know we got Brees Hall also you talked to, and I'm really interested to see what Brees had to say. But, you know, that's why it's so tricky. You talk about body of work. Kenny Pickett's body of work, not that great. Um, you have Desmond Ritter's body of work. It's good for being four years, but he just had this big, big year. Mm-hmm. You know, quarterback's almost a different animal, it seems like, where body of work, maybe you don't get too wrapped up in what they did as a sophomore or even junior. But then again, sometimes – Sometimes the key is held there also. Yeah, and I, I think when we talk about quarterbacks, I, see, I still believe, like, you got to be careful with the one-year wonders, the guys who have significant jump in production, like what led to that. But one guy that we know for sure was a productive player his entire time at Iowa State, that was Brees Hall. No so doubt. let's listen to Brees Hall and what he had to say about his combat combine performance and what he expects to do as a pro player. One of the top running back prospects, maybe the best running back prospect in the draft, Iowa State standout, Brees Hall. How's everything, man? How was your combine? Uh, I felt like I had a really good day. Um, I, I still think I left a little bit out there on the table, but um, overall, I just I just can't, wanted to come out and prove that I was the best running back in this draft, and I felt like I did that today. Well, there's obviously a lot of excitement about what you were able to do, but more importantly, what you guys at Iowa State were able to do. Yeah. During your time at Iowa State, you guys rose to prominence. What was the key to your team and you – personally stepping up and being a big time player um really um for me I came in at 17 a real young immature guy and it was older guys like my quarterback Brock Purdy like tight ends Charlie Kolar and Chase Allen and the Greg Eisworths on my team just some of those older juniors and seniors that were able to mold me into being the person and the player that I am today you know Matt Campbell gets a lot of credit um for building the program 
But you guys have kind of gone from being underdogs to being one of the premier programs right. in college football. Talk about that experience. What was it about Coach Campbell and some of the things that you learned from him that eventually helped you be a successful pro? Yeah, um, my, our relationship is really good. You know, he's like a friend, a big brother, and a father figure all in one. So um, just it, what, what I admire so much about him is that he, I know he's always going to expect, you know, the, the best out of me, and I'm always going to expect that out of him. And uh, for me, you know, he told me if I came to Iowa State, he was going to make me the best back in the country, and I felt like that's what he did in three years. Well, look, man, watching you on tape, you certainly are able to do a bunch of different things. Uh, running inside and outside, you catch the ball out the backfield. But man, I got to tell you, 50 touchdowns, 50 touchdowns on the ground is amazing. When you look at yourself on tape, what are some of the best things that you do? Um, I think the best thing that I do is that it, just that I'm so balanced and versatile. You know, there's no um, just ceiling to my game. I feel like there's things I can still get better at. So that's why I feel like I'm so valuable, you know. And today I feel like I proved that. I know I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm RB1. Look. I mean, it's hard to dispute that. When you look at the pro game, who are some of the NFL running backs that you kind of pattern your game after? Uh, well, my cousin is Roger Craig, so I grew up kind of idolizing him. Yeah. And, you know, the Alvin Kamaras, the Christian McCaffrey, Saquons, um, the young Ezekiel Elias, just guys like that that I try to take game from them and implement it into myself, which helped me become a more versatile back. I noticed you named all those pro bowlers and all pros guys that could run and catch and do all those things. Yeah. The game is certainly shifting towards that. And so as – we think about the next few weeks and getting ready for your pro day, getting ready for the draft. What are the final things that you want to prove to scouts when it comes to your game? Um, I just want to prove to them that uh, I can run routes, that I can catch the ball efficiently. Um, I didn't have a drop today, so I did that a little bit, but I, I'm going to have a lot to show on my pro day. And we look, man, we're looking forward to it. We wish you nothing but the best on your journey. Thanks so much for joining Move the Sticks. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. So, LZ, look, my man, my man, put it down. He's very determined to be RB1 in this class. By all accounts, you look at what he was able to do at Iowa State. He has a compelling case. He's one of those guys that um, can run it with power in between the tackles, but also get out in, on the perimeter and play with finesse. He can catch it out the backfield. And just a really tough, smart, durable kid. So I think he has a chance. I, mean, I think he has a chance to be a really good player. And I think, did you make the comp? Did you compare him to Matt Forte? That was me, yeah. I, everyone wanted to do Le'Veon Bell, but the fact is, I'm like, man, y'all are kind of sleeping on the – got to look at – well, Le'Veon could catch it too, but 
I thought he was really a lot like Matt Forte the more I got into yeah, it. Yeah, a lot more like it. And you're right, because the way that you do the comparison, the comparison should absolutely be on the playing style. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is more of the one-of-one one types because even the way he came out of Michigan State and the way that he played in Pittsburgh completely different. Brees Hall is very smooth and kind of silky like Matt Forte was, where you look up and you're like, man, this dude quietly hit us for 120. Um, you know, he, he he does those kinds of things. I think Brees, Brees Hall has that. And, and making the comparison in terms of scouting the helmet, a little more dynamic and electric than his teammate, well, uh, Dave Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Different, different style runner. Uh, he, you can see him change gears. I can say we always saw that from the other cyclone when he was coming through. Yeah, no, um, Montgomery wasn't the same. as I think Brees is, yeah, Brees is a more explosive athlete. Well, I mean, don't take our word for it. Go look at combine results if you want to. <laughs> Go look at the numbers. And so, look, there you have it, man. That's, that's, our, that's our take on what took place on day two at the combine. It was all about the offensive linemen and the running backs. Uh, day three, though, we got the, we got the money makers on board we talk about those pass rushes and linebackers and and that stuff so make sure um you come back tomorrow or later to hear day three of the results lance and i get together we'll talk about everything that we saw in the workouts on saturday should be a good one uh thanks for tuning in the move the six podcast we'll see you guys soon You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.